Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts. And as I said, I am joined now by Andrew Pollard. And Andrew, we have talked about what Manchester United need to do this summer to achieve great things Next season, we've talked about Chelsea, Liverpool, but one big team we haven't spoken about is Man City and what they must do this summer to regain their Premier League title and quite possibly challenge for the Champions League. And there is only one place to start here. It is the story that will not go away. We've got a bit of a different angle at it today. Do Man City need Lionel Messi? No, they do not. Um, and the more I kind of think about this this whole situation of, of Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona and Manchester City seemingly being the front runners, the more I think that, which sounds crazy to say, but I think like, no, don't go for him. Um, but I, it, it comes down to the just the the, the cold, hard uh, clinical numbers, I think, for me. And and if Messi, this clause at Barcelona that he may or may not be able to to enforce where he can leave for free, if he's available for free, Obviously, that's an appealing uh, option, but there's still a whole lot of money that will have to be paid out in terms of wages, in terms of signing on fees, in terms of bonuses. Um, but if if it's a case of oh, Barcelona are able to to hold up their side of things and get what's rumoured to be maybe 200 million for Messi, if I'm Man City, I don't think I'm going to spend 200 million on a 33-year-old, even if he is arguably the greatest footballer in the history of football, which it's it's a crazy situation. But no, I don't. they definitely don't need Messi. Would he be great there? Yes, of course he would, but they don't need him. I think there's there's other priorities if I'm Pep Guardiola. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting because I think, you know, as as neutrals in this, we'd all love to see Messi in the Premier League, but it's not your team that he could be coming in costing millions upon millions of pounds, not just to pay weekly, but to join, as you alluded to there. And also, he could mess up the entire dynamic of that team like just because you're inserting one of the best players of all time into one of the team best teams of all time doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to work yeah yeah you you talk on and off the pitch though as well the dynamic of the squad that's that's already there together at Manchester City I mean if Messi comes into that team you think he goes on the right which means Bernardo Silva may not be in the team anymore who's had a great two seasons he's been brilliant for two years at, at City so that's there but also the the way that Pep plays I mean Pep Guardiola will know how to get the best out of Lionel Messi of course but 
it's it's quite high intensity the way City set up a lot of the time. Um, and we've seen Messi in recent years where he doesn't necessarily track back as much as he used to do. We saw in the, the Bayern Munich game where his head went and he just after he lost the ball, he just stopped running back and and turned his back and Bayern Munich went and scored um, possibly their six on that night out of eight. Um, so you're thinking in terms of the the the, the playing side of things, uh, is he a fit for the system now that Guardiola plays? Um, when it is very much uh, a cumulative effort from the team, even though they're obviously all star players and you like to think he can fit in Messi somewhere. But then off the pitch as well, if he's getting, well, at Barcelona, he gets, the numbers are ridiculous. He is the highest paid footballer on the planet. Um, and before tax, it's around a million pounds a week he gets in wages. It is ludicrous. On on top of that, there's, I think it's 30 million a year in bonuses and, and, and um, add-ons that he gets a year. There's nine over 9 million pounds paid out to him every year for image rights. And Barcelona, yeah, the story is that Messi is prepared to take a wage cut, but... God, even if he drops to the paltry figure of, say, 600 grand, <laughs> or even if he halves it and takes 500,000 pounds a week, Man City's biggest earners at the moment, uh, it's Kevin De Bruyne and, and Sergio Aguero, who are on uh, supposedly a reported 230,000. There's a massive discrepancy there. And that's another angle you've got to look at. If Messi comes in on a whole load more money than the rest of the, the other top players in the squad, they're going to maybe think, well, hold on, if he's getting this much money... Um, and especially if he maybe doesn't contribute as much as those players in the first few weeks or months, or maybe it doesn't go that smoothly for him. It's There's so many different angles to come at where it could just ruin what harmony there is there at Manchester City. Of course, it could go the other way. They could just, everybody views it as, yeah, okay, it's an opportunity to play with Messi, great, and they go on to have great success and win every trophy in the world ever. So it's there's so many brilliant, uh, fun, interesting angles to look at with this. Yeah, he could have the uh, the Espria effect, as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, God, God love him. Uh, really interesting developments with this. It's all set to not be resolved, but we'll certainly get a clearer picture in the next few days. I believe that the formal negotiations are meant to start tomorrow. Um, Man City negotiations arriving in Barcelona. Then there's also that meeting between the Barcelona president and I never know whether to pronounce it as Jorge or George Messi uh, <laughs> set to meet as well because. I mean, they're not giving up the fight on Messi Barcelona just yet. They're offering him potentially a two-year contract. And I know that the reasons Messi's given why he wants to leave is to try and win the Champions League. Why he'd go to Man City do that, I do not know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how things develop over the next few days. And uh, those two meetings, the Man City negotiators and the, uh, the, the family of Messi talking to, to Barcelona is going to be crucial. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And and it is Barcelona very much want to keep him. Everybody thinks that it's just like, right, okay, Barcelona want to get rid. They don't because he is the catalyst to any success they're going to have over the next few years, if they are to have any, because you can still build a team around Leo Messi. But the, the thing is with Barcelona, it's a double-edged sword. Of, but if you can get a, a really good fee for him, you can use that money to rebuild your team without Messi. Um, but yeah, there's they're, so many variables with this as well, because it's, yeah. it's the fact of... Are they going to try and fight to keep Messi to such an extent that they destroy the relationship with Messi forever? Are they going to accept the fact he's going to leave but try and get as much money as possible? Are they just going to say, you know what, you've given us all these years of service, away you go on a free. Is there going to be a vote of no confidence in the president? It is so interesting, this. This is one of the most exciting summers in one of the weirdest time periods I've ever experienced. 
yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's like a really weird, brief, short summer of of yeah. uh, of close season and then preseason and maybe a week off for the players in between. Um, but yeah, it's also there's the angle of how badly does he want out of Barcelona? Is he going to push this to court? Um, is it going to become a legal matter? Uh, and is that going to sour Messi in the eyes of the fans? I don't think it will because it seems very much that the fans bizarrely, uh, are on Messi's side, even though he could be leaving and then they'll, they'll be properly in the lurch. Um, uh, yeah, it just seems like he's, he's intent on, on departing. Um, Barca are intent on keeping him. And then there's even stories of that he could leave, obviously, again in a year's time, well, next June-ish, or whenever the season is going to end next year, who knows? <laughs> but he could leave them for free and Barca might just keep hold of him and and not play him for a year, which they can't do because of the, the astronomical numbers involved in, in having... It's it's this... Oh, it's, it's Gareth Bale to the extreme then. Uh, Gareth Bale is getting paid a whole lot of money to do nothing at Real Madrid. But Messi's on nearly kind of double Bale's wages, which is insane. So you can't have him there and not use him. And then there's another angle where do they let him go to another club, but he can't play for that club until next season? Uh, well, until a year's time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the subby legalities are going to come into it. And I mean, to me, it looks like Messi is going to go because I don't. Th- I think all the power here is with Messi, even though that clause is there. Because even if the, it's decided that, well, La Liga have, have said that, mm. that they are back in Barcelona on this, and and the only way you can leave is if somebody pays his seven hundred million euro release clause. Um, I don't think it'll be that, but I think there will be a fee involved. But Messi has the power because. They can't just have somebody, like I just said then, about to have the wages Messi has and to have him not playing or being a a detrimental part of the squad, bringing the squad's morale down. You can't have somebody on that much money there and unhappy. So Messi will go if Messi wants to go. It's just, yeah, how, how where, who, how much, what what happens? And and then the knock-on effect of, say it is Manchester City, then what? how does that impact Man City's transfer strategy for the, mm. the, the rest of the squad? Because that to me... I don't see Messi, that, that right wing spot, say, or, or if he plays the number 10 or a false nine or wherever he plays, I don't see those positions as a priority uh, concern if I'm Pep Guardiola. I'm more looking at if if we get Messi, am I still going to be able to afford that other centre-half we clearly <laughs> need? Are we still going to be able to afford the left-back that we clearly need? Are we maybe going to be able to get another holding midfielder in? I, I think there's still there's other gaps to me that that Messi deal, if it goes through, then that might hinder your chance to, to replenish the squad elsewhere, which is, I'd be concerned for that if I'm a Man City fan. Yeah, it's it's a never-ending this uh, saga uh, this summer. If you want to keep uh, up to date with it, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on YouTube. Very interesting as well. Just quickly to note, Stuttgart maybe in for Messi. They're doing some crowdfunding uh, to raise <laughs> nine hundred million for him. Uh, also, I love the fact people are pointing out that whenever Real Madrid win La Liga, it sparks a crisis at Barcelona, and the fact that Barcelona have got about nine first-team players. With La Liga starting in in seventeen or so days, considering what they're talking about. But anyway, we are here to talk about Man City, not talk uh, about Barcelona. Although everything seems to centre around them at the moment. Uh, you alluded to it there in terms of where Messi would fit in in this. It, he is one of the names that you could argue will replace David Silva or go to go some way to replace him. But he is or has been such a crucial player for. Um, for Man City as a big uh, BBC Sport article about how they replace David Silva. Is it with a new signing or is it with adapting what they've got already? Because, you know, you've got your De Bruyne's, you've got Phil Foden, for example, you've got, you know, Bernardo Silva, you've got all these different players that could step up to do these sorts of roles. How do you see City going about it next season? 
Um, if it's me, I, I think this is where you maybe give Phil Foden the ball to run with. Um, that, that's just me being that naive uh, non-league football fan who just thinks, give you the chance. It's fine. Give that young guy a game because it, you have to at some point. And, and we saw towards the end of, uh, well, once restart happened, then Phil Foden was, was starting a lot more games than he was previously. Um, Pep clearly rates him. He's talked before about how he's he said he's the best player he's ever seen in training. And this is someone who's still, what, I think 20, 19, whatever he is. He's still very young and has clearly got a, a great career ahead of him. Um, or to me, I, th- I think you, that's an interesting point you made there. If, if they did get messy, then to me, I, I think Bernardo Silva can fill in there in that that David Silva role uh, easily. I, I, I think he's such a great a great player, Bernardo Silva. That's why I was surprised when there were stories of maybe he might make way for Messi, as in they, they may um, use him in, in a player plus cash deal with Barcelona. And you're thinking, I, I want to keep Bernardo Silva at all costs if I'm Pep. But um, I think in terms of David Silva, it's going to be hard to replace him. It's going to be big shoes for whoever gets that role. But I think it's something they've been working on over the last few years because, I mean, it's, it's we've all kind of known for a couple of years that when this contract came up this season, then he was going to depart uh, the Etihad. Um, so I think Pep will have been aware of that. And I, I, I think that's why Phil Foden was getting more game time towards the end of the season. I think, to me, I, I think Phil Foden will be in prime position in that role. Um and especially when it is going to be such a relatively short um, turnaround before the next season starts. And then we've got the, the transfer window closes in uh, early October. So we're looking at, wow, as we're recording this on September 1st, basically there's a month left uh, mm. for, for business to be done. Um, again, if I look at priorities, I don't necessarily think to me, if I was the Manchester City manager, that replacing, as in with a sign-in, replacing uh, David Silva is a priority. I, I do think they need another midfielder, but I think more on the defensive side of midfield. Um, and like I said, maybe a centre-half and a left-back. But yeah, I, I think they've, they've got the players there that can, that can take over that role. I really do. Yeah, I sense it's not going to be just one player stepping into the shoes of, of David Silva. But I think, uh, you know, the, the incredibly talented uh, midfield and attack that they have all universally kind of stepping up. But I'd love to see the Stockport Iniesta being given a chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think it's it, it, he's got it. We've we've heard so much about this player for years, and whenever he's played, whether it's starting games or coming on in games, he's impressed every single time. And yeah, I, I agree. Give the Stockport Iniesta a crack. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's mad to be saying this, uh, considering they're being linked with Messi for the exorbitant amounts of money that you've mentioned. They've already got uh, Nathan Ake, of course, Torres also signed, not that one. Um, <laughs> who else could they sign? I know they've been linked with the guy that everyone is linked with, seemingly, Koulibaly from uh, Napoli. Could you see any other signings for, for City this summer? Because it doesn't feel like they need a, a, a complete overhaul of this squad, despite departures, to, to challenge Liverpool next season. Yeah, to, to me, I think they need that that kind of landmark centre-half signing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Nathan Ake. I think he's a very good footballer. Um, it's just that that left-sided Dutch classy. Every, it takes so many boxes for me, quick, reads the game well. I think it's a really good signing. I think the price they got him for, to me, I know some people maybe balked with it, but I thought it was a good bit of business with City mm. um, of, what, 20, 25 million-ish. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Koulibaly is somebody that's been linked with any of the big boys for the last probably four seasons now uh, I think he might be 29 now so you're thinking if he's going to make that move from Napoli it seems like this is the summer uh, Barcelona have been in from before Real Madrid Manchester City Manchester United uh, Paris Saint-Germain it's literally a who's who of, of the, the big boys have, have all been circling them and, and I think uh, City I think he'd be a great signing because while I've talked to Nathan Ake, I think Amaric Laporte is fantastic clearly he's one of the, the best centre-halves mm. in, in the Premier League and in world football but other than that it's like well Nicholas Otamendi um, is just you, you can't uh, you can't bank on him. He, he'll have one good game, but he, he always seems like seconds away from just some <laughs> sort of madness. Um, John Stones, despite all the hype and the hoopla around him, as being this generation's real Ferdinand. Clearly, Pep Guardiola has realised that he's nowhere near the level of real Ferdinand, and that's why he's in and out the side and even being talked about moving on, uh, which seemed crazy considering the money they paid on Stones. So clearly, they need a centre half. I think Koulibaly would be great. Um, just powerful dominant center back um i think that would be a great signing but depending on how much it would cost if, if, if you talk about him at 29 i maybe look at day up day at upper meccano which is always easy for me to say like <laughs> the amount of times i've said that on football manager and on fifa and i still butcher it every time i have to pause and think how to enunciate mm. this um but yeah rb leipzig um I, I think he's one i'd maybe be looking at but mm. there were rumblings that maybe manchester united are in for him at the moment that, that came out over the weekend of course there's going to be gazillions of transfer rumours and stories mm. uh, coming out for all these players. But I think Upper Meccano would be a, a really good sign in there for that back line. Um, then you look in the midfield to me, I think uh, I think a lot of teams are missing the ball on, on Sandro Tonali, who's seemingly on the verge of signing for AC Milan from Brescia, who he seems just to me like so much of a Pep Guardiola player. And yeah. I think the fee is going to be I think the tops fee I heard was maybe 30 million. And that just seems in this market, when you see some of the prices being loaded around for some of the other midfielders, I, I think that's a bargain. I think Milan, if that deal goes through, got a, a steal there. So I, I'd have gone in for someone like him, but I, I think they do need, well, obviously they need a centre-back. I think 
a left back because Benjamin Mendy, you can't rely on him with his injury concerns. And then you, you've got Zinchenko, who I think is, is good. I think he's decent. But mm-hmm. I think if you're Manchester City, you need somebody a little bit better than that, a left back. And to be fair to him, naturally, he's a left winger and a, and a midfielder. So he's been kind of shoehorned into this left back role over the last couple of seasons. Um, but I think they need somebody in in that holding midfield to me um, where what Fernandinho used to do, they've, they've had mm. to play Fernandinho as a centre-half uh, last season for pretty much most of the season um, with injuries and also just not trusting Otamendi to play football. So I think they need a, a Fernandinho style. Maybe, I don't know, put a, a cheeky bit in for Casemiro at Real Madrid. Just somebody you can hold mm. that base midfield uh, and they're positionally smart. They, they know what to do and when to do it. I, they tried it with Rodri and I think he is good, but I just think there's there's when you're looking at maybe challenging for Liverpool's title or for challenging for the title or for the Champions League next season, I think you, that there needs to be better in that squad for Manchester City. Yeah, I think it's it's almost akin to to when I play football manager. It's always really exciting to look around and say, oh, maybe I'll sign this striker or this attacking midfielder. I mean, BBC Sport did this great thing where they've they've laid out the, the embarrassment of riches that um, that Manchester City have. I mean, as an attacking force. You could go Sterling, Foden, Aguero, Jesus, Mares, Torres, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Silva. And they've listed, you know, they, they have got a lot of players across that back line. Mendy, Zinchenko, Laporte, Garcia, Ake, Otamende, Walker, Cancelo. But like you say, scoring goals wasn't, not scoring goals, I should say, wasn't the reason that they didn't win the league last season. It was losing games, conceding goals and having to chase that, you know, how many goals they concede against Norwich, for goodness sake, as yeah. a side they just should, should not have lost against. Blatantly obvious that. So I think, yeah, they need more uh, more of a solid back line. And I think Upper Mencano or Koulibaly or any of the names you mentioned there, just to give them more options and more security at, at that back line because you know Edison's one of the best goalkeepers in the world but he needs that support system in front of him and then that is what is going to make the difference for me between them winning and, and losing the league next season will they win the league next season for you Andrew Pollard or could Liverpool perhaps defend Ooh. that title of theirs um I think just before we get into that, I think one thing I just want to add as well I think they really need leadership as well you look at that team especially at the back and it's it's going to be cliche to come back to company departing, but there's there's mm. since company's gone, there's there is a real lack of leadership in that team. David Silva, while he's not the big screaming shouting player, he's that sort of icon there who everybody looks to. But now he's departed. I just think a, a big commanding centre back who isn't afraid to to read the right act to those around him. And mm. I think that's what City need. Um, and also if you can play football, that'd be great. But um, <laughs> if, if they're going to win the title this season, um, this coming season, 2020-21 season, which is insane that that's here now, but it should be here now. But it's so many, so weird these last <laughs> few months, um, time-wise. I don't know. I, I think I think, I think, think it's a little bit too early to, to realistically gauge it. I think that they'll... Um, I don't know. I... I've got this thing of I think Liverpool really need to make some signings. To me, mm. they they're at that tricky pit where they need to. It's it's that hard thing of it's yeah. It's one thing to win the league, but you've got to build on that somehow while keeping the players who you've got happy, but bringing in new players who aren't just squad fillers who have to be top quality. It's something that Sir Alex Ferguson juggled for years so well, um, and I think Liverpool are in danger at the moment. I think City could catch Liverpool quite easily. I think this season, but. Uh, yeah, it's like it depends. That, that it all comes back. I I try not to make all these videos and podcasts we're doing lately all about Messi and Barcelona. But to me, 
it kind of comes back to that deal. I think if they sign Messi, which is going to sound weird to say, I don't think they will win the league. I think if they don't sign Messi, I think they'll be in it. Just because I just think how you can spread the funds that you would use on Messi elsewhere to reinforce that squad. Um, so do I think they're going to win the league? God, uh, right now, right now I'm going to say yes. Mm. After all that rambling around the houses, yes. I, I think City may well win the league this season. But I also caveat that by saying I think Liverpool may well do the double over City this season in a weird way, because I can see the development, all the teams around them, your Chelsea's, your uh, Arsenal's in particular, as we saw over the weekend, you know, Manchester United. We talk about them as title contenders. I don't think any of those three are going to challenge for the title this season, but I think they're going to be very important in the title race. And I just see Liverpool... We talked about this with City getting figured out by teams, you know, um, and like you say, if you don't add to that squad and you don't add just another unpredictable element or, a, you know, a, not necessarily a plan B because they've got such such a brilliant squad, Liverpool. Like you say, just that that introduction of something new. If they don't do that, I see City winning the, the title this season. One final thing I want to talk about with, with Man City is the Champions League because Messi's talking about wanting to leave Barcelona so he can win the Champions League. My opinion, if Man City were going to win the Champions League, they'd have won it this season. This was a huge opportunity they they missed um, to, to win it. So uh, as a part of that, could you see Pep Guardiola potentially leaving Manchester City in the next season or so? Um, obviously, potentially that all may hinge yet again on, on Lionel Messi, but it's the one thing he hasn't done at City and next season in the Champions League is so unpredictable. Um, I very much can see Pep Guardiola leaving at the end of the 2021 season. Um, but I very much could see Pep Guardiola leaving after this most recent season or after last season. Um, it, it always feels with Guardiola that he's he's just a week or two away from just going... Yeah, I'm 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 off now. Just like just quietly dropping it in on the press conference, you'd imagine, or just put out a statement when nobody expects it, um, uh, and then taking another sabbatical, I guess, like when he when he left Barca. Um, and yeah, it's I, I think I very much think he could leave, uh, and I, I I think I don't know whether it's that. I, I, yeah, I think winning the Champions League would maybe just be that. That's it. Then what what else is there to do? And he always seems very goal driven. Um, we hear so many stories about the attention to detail he goes into and the drive that he has clearly because he's very successful. So there's that behind it. And I think that if, if he wins the champions league, then that's that there is nothing else to do at Manchester city. You've, you've won the league title. You've, you've won the FA cups, league cups, whatever. Um, but it's, it all comes down to that champions league. Uh, and I think that, yeah, he's a sort of manager where I can imagine he's already thinking in his head, what his next project is going to be. We saw it at Barcelona after years of success there. And then he goes to Bayern Munich and didn't win the Champions League at Bayern, uh, which was interesting, but he still decided to walk away from that because uh, I guess it was at a point when the Bundesliga wasn't really that competitive. Um, and yeah, I think he'll be looking at maybe somewhere in Italy. It's just, just I think that, I don't know, like as, as a player, he moved over to Italy and I'm thinking he's maybe thinking, where in Italy could I go next? Whether that's in a year's time or two years' time, I think he's very much forward thinking in that regard. Mm. Uh, and I think that, yeah, maybe this is his final season. Maybe this is the one um, to coin the Stone Roses. Um, <laughs> or, but I, I, then it is like, does he stay if he doesn't win the Champions League? I think that's maybe a myth in one way because we saw it by Munich where it was always everybody thought he was going to leave once he'd won the Champions League and he didn't win it and he still left. So maybe... Maybe regardless of how they get on in the Champions League this season, it's maybe it is the final year for Pep Guardiola in Manchester. 
and it may well be wholly dependent on whether or not they sign Lionel Messi, which we will keep you up to date on as soon as we have find out any more news on that, of course. But let us know your thoughts on what one city need to do this summer and how they're going to fare next season. You can let us know on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch, they can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? At Cultured Left Peg. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football uh, on YouTube and on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts when you're out and about. But for now, this has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.